amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. This podcast is brought to you by Most Valuable Podcasts, leading the league in podcasting entertainment. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. I am Sean Anderson, and alongside me is Philip Bridges, and we... Oh, oh, what was that, Phil? I said hello. There you go. And we are the Fast Break Podcast. This is our fifth installment, and today we're going to be talking about Dirk Nowinski, and we're also going to dabble into the Hall of Fame, Dirk. Last night, he passed Shaquille O'Neal for sixth all-time on the NBA scoring list. Dirk is now behind Wilt Chamberlain, Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, Carl Malone, and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Pretty good company right there, huh? I mean, I think that's pretty good company to be in you know if you're in that uh, group of people you've done something with your career pretty well now you said he's done something but i do want to ask a question he's currently sixth all time but would you consider dirk underrated or would you consider dirk like is dirk a top nba player of all time or do you think he is underrated you know evenly rated overrated i wouldn't say overrated okay Underrated. See, that's I'm stuck between underrated and evenly rated. Well, would you put him in your, your top twenty of all time? Top twenty of all time. Mm, I don't think he goes top twenty. I think there's too many players that were better than him that would go ahead. I think you probably put him. You'd put all the five players above him in Shaq. Yeah, those at are least going, those those are six right there. You're gonna have what Kobe, Kobe Jordan Chamberlain. Uh, Kareem, Shaq, and then there was one more. And then Carl Malone. Yeah, Carl Malone. Um, you're going to have some other players that are probably ahead of him. Clyde Drexler. I wouldn't put Clyde over him. Well, maybe some would say Clyde. Um, Elijah Wan. Elijah Wan, Magic Johnson. Larry. Would you put Larry? Larry Bird, yeah. I don't know. I think I, I, think I, I, mean, would, I would take Dirk over Larry, I might. I mean, he's one of the – he's going to go down as one of the best players – in NBA, I think that more has to do with the fact that he's one of the best international players. Oh, I think um, he he yeah, might be the best. He might well, be. Well, yeah, Hakeem. Hakeem yeah, Hakeem. All right, no, never mind. He's <laughs> definitely top three then. Yeah, he's probably one of the two top international players. I think that's where people, you know, people are going to find it hard. Is he really, do we really consider him the best because he was overall that great? Or is it because he was an international player that... I don't think it's because he's an interna- international player. I think greatness is recognized as greatness. I think he was recognized as one of the most versatile. He kind of, not invented it, but he kind of made the stretch for a very integral part of an offense. And, I mean, he's the uh, like he's a seven-footer that has shot yeah, three. 30, yeah, 38% from his, you know, in his career. And he doesn't take, like... You know, ten a year. He's taken like three hundred a year. Like he's he knows how to take his shots well. Yeah, I mean, he's just he's he's a great player. He's one of the best shooters of all time, and that's saying him as you know seven feet tall. So you're saying he's you know he's gonna be known as one of the great players. 
in NBA. But, but do you think he gets that recognition? Do you think he's going to get a walkout, like a walkout or like a walkout tour like Kobe is? Or like kind of, well, maybe not KG is getting, but. I think he'll get something similar to that. I think people around the NBA respect him enough to the point where you're going to have a lot of teams showing him respect wherever he goes when he does his farewell tour. And you're going to get a certain amount of fans who are going to give him that respect. I'm not. See, here's my dilemma. Was he the most popular player i think that's where it comes down to he might have been not he may not have been so. the most marketable player he was one of the greats but he wasn't as marketable you don't see the dirt shoes really where you have jordans you have the kobe's the lebron's that's true i never really thought of it that way but i, I don't know if it's really like he's he's still a very popular player he's but. popular but not in that manner you know marketability and I think that's why you don't hear as many people, you know, you won't hear as many people talk about, oh, I want to be like Dirk. Or, you know, things that's like not that. true. I used to shoot like okay. Dirk. No, I did didn't. suck at basketball. You but did not shoot like Dirk. Get it. You didn't shoot well like Dirk. No. Yeah. But I mean, I, I, form. I imitated his form. Yeah. <laughs> oh, for eight legendary game. We won't talk about that. <laughs> Yeah, but um, I never really thought of it in a marketability standpoint, though. I never really thought like about you know Dirk's never on like commercials, or I never thought of it in that way. But I think he's usually in the like the, at least the top twenty for like most popular jerseys, uh, like in the NBA. Yeah, I, mean, I would think so at least. I think he should, but you know, have you really heard? Would you have really said you've heard a lot about Dirk? You know, in commercials or everything? Okay, let's put it this way: he wasn't that. He wasn't as well as popular to the casual fan as you would say to the more hardcore fans or people who are really into basketball. Would you argue that'd be probably more true? I mean, he did win an MVP, so I don't know if he's in like really. I don't. That, that's like a difficult question because I can't really think. I never thought of it this way. Like right now, he's like uh, last year he was 14th in most jerseys sold. So I think he's. I mean, you might argue he gained his popularity later in his career. I think the, definitely the NBA or the his championship ring in 2011 definitely helped. But I mean, he he's been an all star. He's been an all star. He was an all star for ten years straight, from 2002 to 2015, 2012. I'm sorry. I'm not saying he wasn't good. I mean, oh no, he's but I'm great. just I'm just saying like I don't think it was his later later half because you always get you, you got to think you know he was the Steve Nash teams were ridiculous. I mean, those were always ridiculous. So it's kind it's kind of hard just to say like you know he's the I'm not saying he doesn't deserve to be known as one of the best players in the NBA. I mean dur during his time he was one of the best of course. I'm just saying he wasn't as he wasn't the most popular player. He didn't have that you know popular brand, I should say. And that's why you know I think that's why my th mindset is he's great and I'll always hold him no, I, like I, I completely understand what you're saying, but it kind of just threw me off completely because I'm just trying. I never thought of it that way of like a marketability player because I always think of him on top, and he's usually always covered on ESPN, and he's been like, you know, in NBA All Star Weekend, and that's usually like the most popular outside of the playoffs. That's the most popular time in the NBA season. Was I wrong for having that thought or idea that you know because my mindset is great player. Mm, not as necessarily as popular as, you know, most players during that generation. Maybe it was the fact he was overshadowed by more great, more players. You had your Shaqs, you had your Kobe's, you had your AIs. During the time where he started making a name for himself, you know, you had Paul Pierce, Ray Allen, 
Kevin Garnett. You had those players, and they kind of put themselves above him. And it kind of, in a way, may have, I don't know. No, I, I know what the point you're making is. It's it's it, it's very valid, and I just never thought of it that way. Like, he's never, I was thinking of it just more as a career and impact on the game standpoint than an actual popularity. I, I mean, it's very interesting, and I I, I, under, I think I kind of agree with you, to be honest with you, because it's very, I, I can't really picture, like, Dirk being the main focus of, like, a news story unless it's, like, him, like, breaking a record or him winning an award or him being elected to the, like, uh, to the All-Star game. It's never, like, you know, Dirk speaks out or, you know. Dirk does something. Yeah, Dirk drops 55 or something like that, like, or... Dirk is tops. I, I completely understand what you're saying. Or Dirk signs like multi million dollar shoe deal. Like it's it never got to that point. Yeah, but he, it, but that's the thing. Like that's kind of why I see him as underrated because he's not yeah. like one of these guys who's the faces of the NBA. But he's that's probably what, the, he's the one, right words. Yeah, he's he's like one of the best players to ever play in the NBA. But he was never the face. He was never the go to guy for the NBA. I'm trying to figure out like a, a comparison from like maybe history, but I can't really think of like as someone who wasn't the face of the NBA because you can't say Bird because he had the McDonald's commercial. Magic was Magic had his own video game. Michael obviously had the shoe deal. Did Hakeem ever have anything? Reggie, maybe Reggie. Mm, I don't. You could argue Reggie because maybe it also doesn't help but, that we're in the Chicago market, so we don't know what the Dallas market's like. Maybe Dirk's huge there, and maybe Dirk's like, like well, I just I can't, really can't speak for. Maybe in Dallas he was huge, but in the U.S. market as a whole. But he's been on primetime before, and they've put him on primetime because they know, like he's he could draw a crowd. I just never really, I never really thought of it that way. Because looking at his stats, you know, he's, he's twenty-two points for his career. 22 points per game for his career. Sorry about yeah, that. Yeah, 22 per game. I mean, he's... Seven rebounds. We all know he's a ridiculous shooter from the outside. Uh, he joined the 50-40-90 club where he shot 50% from the field, 40% from three-point land, and 90% from the free throw line. And I think he's the first ever... Not, not first ever person, but he's the first person in a long time to do that. He did that in 2007. I think Corver was on the cuffs last year, right? I think so. Yeah, so it's Steve Nash, Larry Bird... Mark Price, Reggie Miller, and Kevin Durant. So, uh, and Nash and Bird are the only people to do it in multiple seasons. So, that, I mean, that's a pretty damn good, good season. Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, he's he won the MVP that year pretty justly. Highest scoring was at 26, but he's averaged around, like, 21 his whole career. So, I mean, he's had an impressive career. Uh, wait, which year, 07 was the year that they lost to Miami in the finals? Or was yeah. that the year before? I think, oh, hmm, I know that it was either 2000, I think it was 2007. Okay, because I, I still remember that year, because that was the year he just ran into D-Wade and a hungry Yeah, it was, it, no, no, it was just D-Wade. He ran into the <laughs> buzzsaw that was Dwayne Wade. <laughs> Dwayne Wade was still balling like it was nobody's business. No, that was San Antonio. Oh, that was San Antonio? That was San Antonio and LeBron's first time. Oh. So the, the year before that, <laughs> yeah. that was uh, Dwayne Wade. I still remember that San Antonio series. That was ugly. <laughs> We're all like, LeBron's going to do it for Cleveland. and then LeBron's going to bring it home. And then Tim, Tim Duncan. Oh, that actually might be the, the comparison right there, because Tim, Tim Duncan. Yeah, that, 
Because Tim Duncan, I mean, he's won seventeen thousand NBA championships. You know, he's <laughs> just a few. He's all. I mean, he's always in the top. He's always known as a great player, but you really never see him on the face. And I don't know if that's because they're both kind of mild mannered people. Would that kind of be it? Because like they don't think, have that outgoing personality in in a sense. But then again, I mean, does really LeBron have an outgoing personality? Because he's he's very polarizing as a player. But did he make that? With I mean, his, he made himself. Is the, that just because he's a, more of a highlight reel? Because Dirk and he Tim is the highlight reel. Yeah, because like you know when you think of Tim Duncan, it's just ridiculous, phenomenal, like you know, fundamental games. And then Dirk, it's the shooting. the shooting. But with LeBron, it's just the physical presence. I mean, let, let's see. Dirk has, I mean, uh, Tim Duncan has won five championships. Yes. 99, 2003, 2005, 2007, 2014. Yeah. And, I mean, he's been the MVP in probably most of those. It, it's just, I think Tim Duncan might be the perfect comparison. You know, different, obviously different player types. He's a two-time MVP. Yeah. Uh, three-time final MVP, 15-time all-star. But he doesn't really have the huge following. Yeah, like, I mean, he's probably huge in San Antonio. He's been huge in San Antonio. But I don't know if he's the guy ever. Like, if you're going to, if you, let me put it this way. Would Tim Duncan be in your, you know, two, 2000s all-NBA team? Maybe. Yeah. Shaq might beat him over him. But if you're, you know, redrafting, I don't think Tim Duncan goes in the top 15. You know what I'm uh, saying? Like if you're if you're if it's like a uh, if it's like a fantasy draft and you're building yeah. you're building a team, is Tim Duncan gonna go in the top fifteen? No, I'm gonna probably take like Kobe, AI, LeBron, Shaq, Dwayne Wade, Carmelo, maybe well, Dirk. Well, depends on how you view how you want to build a team. That's I'm just the, saying, like if you're, I mean, you don't just, think of Tim Duncan as a superstar. You think of him as a great player. Is Dirk a superstar? No, he's a star, not a superstar. He never get, and that's my thing. That's the you know, we try to look at players for what they are on the court, but unfortunately, as usual, you know what you what happens off the court, what deals you make, who you're around, that generally plays a role in what you become, in terms of a superstar rating, and I don't think Dirk had that type of polarizing activity that would put him. Into the superstar level. I think if he had another 2011 uh, finals moment where he was like on the big stage and he beat like I mean he beat LeBron James. He he destroyed the dream team basically. Like that was supposed to be the greatest team of all time, and he <laughs> comes in and defeats him in six games. So I don't know if it was more of a thing like that. I mean, it's kind of hard to say, I guess, because I mean, well, let's say this: if Dallas makes you know two or three finals, they made two. They made two. Two or three more. Okay. Okay. Two or three f- more. If they made a few more finals, would we still be having this conversation? Would he have been more popular if he had just won one of those? If they went to a few more, if he wins one of those. But then again, I mean, Tim Duncan's won five, so I think it might be his performance that takes it away. Because like, if he dropped like fifty, then maybe then people start thinking like thinking he's a superstar. It's, I think it's just because he never. Because the thing that put Kobe on the mat was obviously, you know, the exciting Shaq teams, the 81 points, and then, I mean, kind of the controversy with him, that kind of put him on. I mean, LeBron James was, I mean, he was coming into the NBA as the greatest prospect of all time. And, and he, he proved himself. He, he, lived, he lived up to it. Then Dwayne Wade had one of the greatest finals 
performances of all time in 2005. He was supposed to be the next Kobe to Shaq when Shaq was traded to Miami. He was on the dream team with LeBron and Bosh. So, I mean, they kind of made their own, and they've kind of always been on the front of the news where Dirk really hasn't been. I mean, imagine if, you know, Dirk during his prime decided, you know what, to leave Dallas and go somewhere else. A bigger market than Dallas, you know. Well, well I mean, not, it's come on, it's Dallas is a top it's a five big market. market. Yeah, but I think you mean just you know a team with a more, more players. Yeah, team. yeah, because I mean Dallas isn't really a popular basketball team. Yeah, if you goes to a more popular team with you know probably a few better players, you know, you, I think that was kind of it. Like once he lost Steve Nash, then like all right, there's no one else to really have him with because i mean josh howard was like you know he was big for two seasons jason terry i mean he kind of was big just for the socks alone he got <laughs> jason kidd but then jason kidd was he f- he fell off at the, later on he was still on that 2011 team and he wasn't the jason kidd that he was on the nets so that was kind of tough i mean he really never had another He's, superstar with him. exactly and that was the thing with lebron before lebron left to miami was that he never had a superstar with him and then when he did he won two Three NBA championships? Two. Two. Yeah, two. They went to four straight finals. Four straight finals, but lost to the Spurs. Twice? No, they lost to Dallas the first time. Oh, yeah, Dallas and the Spurs. Because that's when yeah. they were nicknamed the Big Three for only playing three quarters. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was true. You look back at the season, they still didn't know who was the true finisher. Yeah. All that combined. Well, because, that, yeah, that was mostly just because, you know, uh, Dwayne Wade was like the guy in Miami because of the 2005 series. LeBron's the best player in the NBA. I mean, Bosch isn't really in there because you don't really want Bosch taking the last second shot. But oh. Bosch was just the ride along at that point. I mean, he was easily He's the good. weak. He was the weakest Believe of the big of, three, right? But he, it's wasn't ki- he was kind of the Ray Allen. He was the specialist. You know, pa- Paul Pierce is, was. You know, he could score at any time. KG is one of the best big men of all time. Ray Allen. You know, Ray Allen, don't get me wrong, one of the best players of all time. Jesus, Shuttlesworth. But he was more of the guy who they dished it out to, and he just drained threes all day, where Dirk kind of did it by himself in 2011. I mean, he had to. He had Tyson Chandler, and he was fantastic, but he was just only really good on defense and that rebounding. Was the only thing you need him for, really. Jason Kidd wasn't, you know. Jason Kidd. I mean, he was Jason Kidd, but he wasn't. That he, Jason Yeah, Kidd. he wasn't that Jason Kidd. Jason Terry, I mean, he decent, great point guard, but he wasn't, like, outstanding. Peja was kind of in the latter half of his career. Anyway, I'm rambling, but the the point I'm really making is just Dirk kind of done it. Done, he kind of done it on his own. Man, done it all by himself. Done it all by himself. But getting away from Dirk, I mean, we, we both think he's a great player. I kind of think he's underrated. I think he should have gotten more recognition. But like I you, think, I, but I think you brought up a very valid point with that he really was just never popular in the media, and it wasn't that he wasn't a great player. It just was that he was hard to market. I mean, a guy from Germany, seven feet tall, you know, going high in the draft. You know, first thought is he's going to get that initial popularity. You know, but I do question it. You see, you get Yao Ming. What was that? A year later. Year or two later, four years later. Four years later, he was oh. drafted in two thousand two. Ooh, my bad. Yeah, four years later, you get Yao Ming, and he gets more hype. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he I think he might have gotten hype just because of his height alone. I mean, he was a fantastic player. Don't get me wrong, but he was also I mean, 
He was six. He was seven six, not six seven. He was a whopping six, six seven. seven. And from China, six seven center Yao Ming. I mean, it was his size was unbelievable, and you know, people had a lot of questions about him whether he could translate. You just didn't get that hype and attention for Dirk like you did. Ended up getting for Yao, and maybe I don't know. Maybe because of the way Dirk was done when he first got in the league people decided hey he's pretty decent let's see who's the next import let's focus on him a bit more let's get more attention let's see what this guy's about he's getting a lot of hype well i think that was another thing that dirt never got really big hype because we haven't really we haven't really seen a international player get the hype like yeah i mean you know because chris chris peringas wasn't that big he was kind of at a dirt level because people were like why are they taking him I mean, but well, I think Yao was the clear cut number one pick that year. Yeah, I mean, if they didn't draft Yao, you might have seen some people get really upset. I, I mean, I wasn't around. I mean, not around, but you I mean, I wasn't. You, I, were, you weren't I was, paying attention. Yeah, you I were was, still in your coloring books. I, I was, I was five, so I don't really remember the <laughs> hype surrounding Yao Ming there. I mean, you look back, uh, <laughs> we'll pass that, you know, but because the only other. NBA all-team player that was drafted then was Amari Stoudemire. Bulls drafted Jay Williams that draft. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, there wasn't really that big of a draft, and he was going to be the number one pick, basic. Oh, Carlos Boozer, too. I mean, Boozer had a decent career. He was an all-pro. He was all-pro. I mean, outside of his Bulls career, that let down. But anyways. uh, Seven years, 84 mil. Uh, you, brought up, you, you, you brought up uh, Yao Ming, and Yao Ming has been announced as a uh, Hall of Fame finalist, or not yeah, finalist, uh, nominee, right? Yeah, he's a Hall of Fame nominee yeah, to nominee. the International Committee. Yeah, well, well, the Hall of Fame now has uh, changed their ruling, and I think it was six years before you're eligible. You had to be six years out of the league. No, before, five years out of the league. Five years out of the league before. And now it's down to four. Yeah, now it's down to four. So that makes AI eligible, Shaq eligible, and Yao eligible. So I kind of want to bring up, Dirk is a Hall of Famer in your mind, correct? Yes. Do you think he's a first ballot Hall of Famer? Yes. Okay. So going into the Hall of Fame now with Shaq and Yao and Iverson, those are clear cut first ballots in your mind? No choice. Those guys have to go in. Do you like the change of four years? Does it make a difference to you? Does it not? Does it really matter? No. I mean, because I mean, they're going to get in anyways, really. Great players are great players. They're going to get in when they get in. Yeah. I mean, that's a fair point. I mean, but I, I don't really. Do you care about the NBA? Hall of Fame. I mean, because you can kind of, because there's no really like tense situations. Like there hasn't been drama with like the MLB with steroid problems. Like is Barry Bonds going to get in? I mean, the NFL. It's not really the NFL and NBA. It's kind of like I feel like those two are the and the NHL. I feel like those three are about NHL. I do. Uh, I think those. I think those Canadians. I think those (laughs) three. Those three and not really have done it wrong, but they don't really have the hype around. MLB Hall of Fame nominations? I mean, but then again, thinking about it, it's because the MLB had that era. Now you're questioning, okay, these guys have been on steroids. Who else did steroids back then? Who else cheated? Who else did what? How many guys who are already in the Hall of Fame cheated their way in? That's what you have to go back and question now. That's why there's all the controversy. Because now, from here on out, anyone who gets into the Hall of Fame for the MLB, you're going to have that, oh, 
But did he cheat? But there's. But I feel like there's always the talks like, all right, who was snubbed from the MLB yeah. voting or Hall of Fame voting, whether it be a steroid user or not? I mean, well, but would then you again, really consider MLB a person who was using and cheating? Would you really call that a snub or a deserved? Well, no, but I'm just I'm just saying in general. Finger. I feel like there's more. I feel like there's more like snub and drama over when someone doesn't make the MLB yeah. Hall of Fame rather than the NBA Hall of Fame. But I don't really understand the reason why. Is there like any any person out there that you think is great enough to be in the Hall of Fame but will not make it? Ah, uh, like any person who like has a career defining moment, whether to you or just in your mind, but might not make the Hall of Fame. There, I don't know. I really don't know. I don't. I couldn't pick out a player per se right off the top of my head and say it because anyone who's been great enough to get in. They've gotten in. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know how the, many. I feel like, but is the, I don't think there's an actual like cutoff for the NBA, I don't right? Because I know with MLB, I think you have to get eighty percent of the votes. No, seventy five. Seventy five. It's it's seventy five to eighty percent of the votes to get in. NBA, I don't think there's a limit. I think it's just if it's, you get majority, you're in. Yeah, majority. But I think get. it's also for MLB, you have ten votes. Where NBA, I don't know if there is a limit. No, you have a certain amount of years. You're on the ballot, and then if you don't get in, you're done. There is no Hall of Fame for you. All right. I mean, NBA-wise, uh, basically, uh, you get the committee. You have 50 to 40, 50 nominations, people who are nominated. It gets cut down by the committee because there's two rounds. So, you know, you're going to have Shaq, Yao. Well, Yao is different. That's the thing about the MLB I mean, NBA. With the NBA, you have different committees. So you'll have the international committee. You'll have the North American committee. It's a little bit complicated, you know, which people nominate you. You know, they used to have the ABA. And with the ABA, you had all the players from the ABA time. You know, they had to get voted through through that committee, but they decided to shut it down. So now, you know, you have a situation where the ABA players kind of in a bit of a, I don't know how you properly word it. They're in an awkward situation. I don't think they have to go head-to-head voting with the NBA players, per se. I think they get routed through the veterans group. So that may be it. But, uh, yeah, those are the different categories. Yao Ming got put through the international committee, so he only has to go through one round of cuts, and I think he's through. Well, I, 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 I have think, a, I have a pretty good I have a pretty good I, guess that Yao Ming might well, might get through the international through, committee. But he'll be through, but I mean, <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, that's prob that may be where Dirk goes as well. Well, remember remember when we were talking about top three international players? I think we, that was the one guy we didn't mention. We talked <laughs> Hakeem, we talked Dirk, Dirk and now we can gonna, just throw Yao Ming. Yeah, in Yao Ming's gonna go through. <laughs> Uh, but uh, that's where Dirk is going to be going next, most likely. He'll go through that international committee, and he'll go number one. Uh, I think you have Tony Kukoc and Vladi. Ooh, yeah. Tony and Vladi Divac. Vladi, Vladi Divac. They're also in that committee. Okay. So I think maybe Vladi goes through. Maybe. Maybe. I don't, know. I don't I'm not sure. He might not be first ballot, but I don't think he's also he's probably also been on that committee for a long time then. Yeah, he might have been. I don't know if he gets through. Yao's gonna go through, he's gonna become a Hall of Famer. Whereas in the North American committee, 
Well, Shaq and AI are getting it. Shaq and AI are going through easy, but... Easy. Easy. But you have two rounds of selections. The first cuts will be announced by... Well, not cuts. The people remaining will be announced around, I believe, the All-Star break. Okay. And then they'll actually have the people going into the Hall of Fame by the Final Four or the championship game. All right. So now I'm going to put in a hypothetical situation here. You're, You're starting a team... All these guys are coming in, you know, around the same age. You can start a team based around those four guys. You have Dirk, you have Yao, you have Shaq, and you have AI. Who are you taking from just their, like, base prospect point? Who am I taking? So Shaq was the number one pick in 92. Right. Uh, AI was the number one pick in 96. Yao was number one in 2002, and Dirk was nine in 1998. Well, if I'm going to build a team... If you're going to build a team just around one player, who is it going to be? Probably Shaq. You're going to take Shaq? Uh, yeah, I'll take Shaq. Why th- exactly Shaq? Shaq is the... It, for me, he's the most dominant man, big man, I've ever seen. He's a great player on the inside. You know, he can literally control the flow of the game in terms of interior, in terms of defense... And in terms of his ability to score, you know, free throws. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't think you should mention free throws while I'm trying to. We should, uh, that aside, but yeah. overall, he, he's a guy who can control games, who can dominate games. And that base, just based on that alone, you know, I would have no problem picking Shaq. I mean, let's, let's look back to the which series against Indiana. Yeah, that was and 2001, I believe, when we talked about it. It was, it was his first ever championship, I'm pretty sure. And Shaq just literally... If I remember it correctly. Shaq literally destroyed Indiana by himself with some help from Kobe. He, he had Kobe. With help from Kobe. Yeah, I mean, it was a but young was, Kobe, but it was a still, it was but still that Kobe. that was Shaq's team. Yeah. And Shaq dominated and deservedly got the MVP for that series. And that was really his turn. And, hey, guys, yeah, book it. I'm probably one of the greatest... Of all time. See, I'm having trouble pick because Shaq, I would rank Shaq the highest out of best players of all time in those. But if, but, we're, if we're going into today's NBA. Well, today's NBA. Today's NBA, then I might just go Dirk. For the shooting. For the shooting, the stretch four, the big, because he's great in the post. He's not the best defensively. We, we kind of saw like in Yao Ming's career, he fell off because of his injuries. You know, Shaq really... Shaq was great, but honestly, like, since after he left Miami, I mean, he had some decent years in, I with mean, Phoenix, but, and he kind of lost his touch after leaving, lose, or leaving LA. Well, how old was he? He was, uh, 30, he was 36 when he, oh, well, he was, no, he was 32 when he left LA. Right. So, I mean, that's still prime years. Really, and, 34 is when you get out of your prime. And by that time. So, I mean, he was 36 in Phoenix. So those aren't really prime years, but he did put up 17-1. and one, So, I mean, it's still impressive. But, I mean, and then AI had kind of, you know, behavioral problems that he really wanted to be the center of the spotlight. So I think I would go Dirk with just because of his behavior and his manneristics. And he's I feel like he's just better suited for today's NBA. And if you put him in today's NBA, I think he'd have a way better career than he does now, surprisingly, honestly. Surprisingly, honestly, that didn't make sense. But you know what I'm saying. I get you. I mean, you could go either way with this one. I mean— you're not. You don't have a necessarily bad choice. 
Oh, obviously. Yeah, no. I mean, there's no really wrong choice. Just, you know, your mindset at the time. If you want to build a team, how would you go about building it? If you want to focus on defense and back to basics, you know, you might go. Well, I wouldn't say back to basics with Shaq, but if you want, if you you, wanted to just play regular, you know, not not physical, you want to put physical, you know, nine basketball, yeah. You could go with Shaq, and it still might work. I think it would yeah, work. I think, I think, he, it would I work. think Shaq was an okay player. I think he'd Shaq. work in any decade. Uh, you know what? Should I just turn around and slam it on you, or should I not? <laughs> I still remember him dunking on Yao Ming. I just, I mean, Dirk, I think it might be just because Dirk is also one of my favorite players of all time, I mean, so yeah. kind of biased. A bit biased, but it's understandable. Do I have a Dirk jersey in my closet? Maybe. Yes. I do. It doesn't fit me anymore because I bought it when I was like seven, but Dirk is fantastic. So I would go with Dirk. Uh, Answer that question down below if you are listening. Uh, This is the Fast Break Podcast. I am Sean Anderson. Alongside me is Philip Bridges. And happy holidays. Happy holidays. We're filming this on Christmas Eve. Merry Christmas. We had to get one in for you all. Watch some basketball. You know, We got some games. We got some Warriors and Cleveland. uh, Yeah, Warriors and Cavs. On Christmas yeah, Day, that's gonna be brilliant. They they did okay with the jerseys this year. There's no sleeves. Thank God. I mean, that was awful. They're Who always awful. Really decided. You just, know what? J- hey, just wait till the ads. Anyway, <sighs> have a great holiday from Phil and I and everyone at Most Valuable Podcast. Comment down below. Who would you take out of those four if you're real building a team for today's NBA? Also, just like and subscribe. Follow us on Twitter. Like us on Facebook. You know the whole spiel. You know what to do. So everyone from Phil and I, just have a great holiday and thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to this MVP podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Most Valuable Pod for more great podcasts. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere with daily bonuses that should brighten your day low actually a lot so sign up now at chumbacasino.com that's chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus